Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, guys. Welcome to Three White Guys, otherwise known as The Goats Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I couldn't think of a thing to put in the cold open, so... Uh... Hi guys, it's me, Vinny, and I have my friends, uh, Sebek and Mork! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Jake's notes. <laughs> This is a podcast called Goats, where we aim to find the goat things in a very wide array of categories. How are you doing today, listener? That's great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> How are you that's, doing today? Sorry, that's almost as bad as, sorry, didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get the listener involved, you know, you know, have a little conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a one-way conversation, but at least we're trying. <laughs> Right, yeah, other than that, um, how are you doing today, Michael, uh, Mork, and Sebek? Very good. Bad day today, because no football at time of recording. First day, no World Cup. I will say, we should not mention the World Cup, because we will be here for hours. Let's just True. keep all World Cup chat to a zero, I think. That was all I was going to say. Okay, yeah, me too. Cool. Yeah, nothing's really happened with me. Uh... You moved house. Oh shit, I moved house. You're in the studio. <laughs> you ain't got lot. no internet. There's a lot of things you've lost, happened, I think. You've lost your razor, like, Seb, you've yeah, turned right. into a wilderness man. Come on, mate. Things that have happened. I moved house. It's nice. It's fucking cold, mate. There's no internet, so I'm in the studio at work. That's about it, really. Moving's been fucking stressful, man. Yeah. I'm knackered. I, I can't shit, think of anything. Yeah, it's just, like, so uprooting. I think it's that thing of, like, with every other kind of stress, you have a place in the world to like retreat to. And like for me, it'll be like, oh, like playing video games or doing a little bit of work or something like, I'll, like if I'm stressed or anything, it's, it's such a bad habit, but I'll normally go back. I'll do a bit of like editing or try and crack mm. on with some like work that I've been having in the back of my head. And it like gives me a little bit of like freedom or like, you know, play some video games or whatever. Whereas like with moving, there's nowhere to go because you've uprooted everything. So like, yeah when I've been stressed, you you just got no choice but to like, you know, the best I can do is like sit on the toilet and watch some Instagram reels. Like it's not the same. Well, if you were going to watch Instagram reels, I highly suggest the one by The Goats Podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, I just seen it's got 280,000 views. Mate. Wow. Uh, 15,000 plus likes. So if you listen to this and you're new, because we've just gained, I think, 70 followers as well. So if you're a new listening to this, because of that reel or you've watched that reel if you like that reel thank you very much uh my golden lamborghini is in the post so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you buy it in cash like jake paul yeah a hundred percent i bought two <laughs> Vinny, how are you glad you asked uh obviously fucking freezing uh but we all know that let's not dwell on that uh other than that i had a a lovely week with my dutch friend who came to visit for a whole week Showed him the uh, showed him the sights of Bristol, you know, did a bong, classic things. Yeah. Right, before we get into it, just going to do some admin work. If you want to support the show, head over to our Instagram, at thegoatspod. Or better yet, become a patron for the very low, low price of, is it five quid a month minimum? 
Yeah, I think. Five, five, five smackaroos. And you get access to exclusive content like these episodes in video format and without any editing. So you can really hear what Mork thinks about minorities every week. Yeah. And what Seb thinks about Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Hitler. <laughs> I just think he's neat. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> According to the Oxford Dictionary, an empire is defined as, quote-unquote, an extensive group of states of countries ruled over by a single monarch or oligarchy or a sovereign state. Now we all know exactly what an empire is, so let's have a civil discussion over which one is the best. Sebek, do you want to go first because your phone's about to die? I'm going to go first. Because my phone's on 5% battery and my notes are on my phone. So let's fucking go, boys. Let's go, boy. So what makes a great empire? Now, my first thought, obviously, was to be a dick about it. And I thought, what about if I get one of those guys on Instagram who calls his, like, fitness blog an empire? Oh, God, yeah. Um, Like, for instance, the liver king who's just turned out and said he's on loads of steroids. Hilarious. So I thought I was I was like, no, I'm gonna take this literally. What what is the greatest like proper empire, Age of Empires style? Hell yeah. And um Age of Empires three, probably the best game ever made. Uh first of all, Age of Empires two is way better. Age of Empires three was That's shite. True, yeah. First of all, Age of Mythology is like way better. I, well, sorry, sorry, like, carry on. Clearly, open the can of worms. <laughs> Which is the goat Age of Empires? Let's just rewrite it's this two, script, and shall then we? maybe four. <laughs> right. Anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> oh my god! Right. <laughs> on the one hand, I wanted to say something like ancient Greece. You know, I think the idea that I could go back two thousand years and get a job as a librarian. It's kind of fucking wild. Mm. Like, they were so sophisticated. We were still shitting in buckets and living in mud huts. And, like, they had a whole cult. You could go to a heated bath. You could compete as an Olympian. You could be a writer, a playwright, an academic. You could become a lawyer. Like, you could fuck kids. You could fuck kids. <laughs> there was so much going for it. Um, anyway. <laughs> However, I think a truly great, great empire, I just decided to be a bit basic, a bit of a basic bitch, a bit of a lad about it. I was like, what makes an empire great? It's got to be fucking massive. And it's got to be fucking formidable. It has to be like properly ferocious. It has to be one of those empires where you're like, fuck, you don't want to fuck with those geezers because they will stuff you one, mate. And um, for that, there is nowhere else to look. But the one and only Genghis Khan, there's nowhere else. Like he's the only one that he is that guy. He he did that better than anyone else. He led the great Mongol Empire, the Mongolian Empire that was in the 12th and 13th century, and it is widely regarded as probably, well, without doubt, the largest empire in human history. Isn't the British Empire considered the wider, the largest? No, not in terms of actual landmass covered. I thought British Empire was the the largest distance from point to point. So you could say that there's that whole thing that the sun never sets on the British Empire. So it covered the largest points on the globe. But actually, in terms mm. of a single continuous landmass, he held the largest. Well, more than 26%. Yeah, I'll get onto it in a minute. It's, okay, it's okay. really big. It's really big. It's not about the size. It's about how you use it. Well, not in my case. <laughs> Yeah, you use it really shit, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. You can jam it in, <laughs> stuff it in like a turkey. It's like a limp python. <laughs> Nothing I can do with it. It just flops around. So born in 1162. Good year. With the name Tamajin. Great year. He didn't exactly have the world at his fingertips. He was the middle brother and son of a tribal chief. Now that might sound like he had a lot going for him. It was bad vibes because... He wasn't like um, the favourite son. He wasn't even part of the favourite family. His mum was actually had been kidnapped from another tribe and was basically just the victim of like rape and sex trafficking. And so he was just like one of this leader's many children. But he didn't have like a line to, to the being chief. He was just, yeah. you know, 
He was like John Snow. He's the Prince Harry. He's John he's Snow. He's the Prince yeah. Harry. Well, not not even the, no. He's the John Snow. He's like the bastard child. He's like not part of the 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 scene at all, really. On top of that, when he was about nine, his dad was murdered by a rival clan, and his brother, his brothers, and his mum were cast out of his of his clan, and he had to just like fend for himself. He had to just survive on his own. Clash of the Clans. Clash of the Clans. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Tamajin wasn't exactly the kid, even even with all that going for him. You didn't look at him and you weren't like, this kid, he's going to make it. He's got enough brawn. He's strong enough. Like, he was kind of scrawny. Um, he was easily scared. He was known to be, uh, he was a, a worse archer, a worse horse rider, and a worse wrestler than his younger brother. His older brother bullied him mercilessly. And then he was actually captured by another clan and held prisoner and forced to work as a slave. Um, so it was really like he was set to just be like a dot on the many people who've lived throughout history. He was just going to be one of those people who just lived and died, did mm. nothing. Much like us. Much like us, exactly. Just one of, one of us. Just one of the shit eaters. One of the boys. Just one of the lads. But he escaped. And this really brings on what was phenomenal about Tamajin Khan or Tamajin. He was not, he didn't have brawn. He didn't even have a formal education. He couldn't, he was illiterate. So Michael was someone for you to look up to. Safe. I thought his name was Genghis. I'm coming on to that. He was, he was born Tamajin. Yeah. I did oh. actually say that, but you were too busy laughing at one of your own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Khan's like a title, but we'll, we, you, you'll get to that, I'm sure. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. What he had was cunning and charisma. Now, obviously being so long ago, it's hard to tell what's what. Some of these stories are probably fake. People like to really create myths about people, but mm. the essence is he was, he had the gift of the gab. He could talk his way into anything. And there's a lot of rumors about how he amassed his first kind of group of warriors that followed him. But he would do stuff like charm his way into local tribes, marry off with one of their daughters and gain control of their army through kind of tactical chatter and negotiation he was a phenomenal negotiator mm. the thing about tamajin is if you're on his good side he would treat you with the utmost respect and he would love you like family and so mm. he also had this reputation as being fucking ferocious so with that first army he gained through negotiation and marrying off and, and that kind of stuff, he went back to the tribe that had originally killed his father and cast out his mother and his brothers, and he slaughtered every single one of them. That tribe no longer exists, and they had a long, rich history, and he killed every man who was above the height of a cartwheel. So basically every grown man was slaughtered and every woman and child was sold into slavery. He burnt their, their tribe to the ground. They were gone. There is no record of that tribe existing anymore. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet, dude. By his 40s, using this kind of, if you're on my good side, I love you. If you're on my bad side, you will die. He had amassed control of pretty much the majority of the Mongol tribes. However, there were a couple that weren't under his control yet. One of them was actually ruled by his friends and he destroyed that tribe again. He would just go in and eviscerate them. And the thing that you'll go on to see, and this is how he gained such a large empire, is he used this tactic of saying, if you surrender, you'll be part of our family. Mm. You can come in, you can join my Mongol hordes, you can be part of the, the structure and we'll treat you like, like family. Mm. If you go against me, I will kill all of you. To the last person, you will all die. We will show no mercy. And even if you try to surrender, I, will, I won't stop. Mm. So people were fucking terrified. He then, through, um, through amassing this Mongol horde, he then held a meeting be between all the tribes where he was, quote-unquote, elected as their kind of glorious leader. And he gained the name Genghis Khan, which means universal ruler. Cool name. And he had successfully united all of the Mongol tribes to be under his command. And he did this when he was about 40. And from here, he went on a pretty much 25-year reign of just 
pure force of nature success. The way he did this was he forced a kind of overall stability across the Mongol tribes. So they'd spent the last centuries fighting amongst themselves. And by uniting under one leader, he was able to to, to sort of force all of that power in one direction, mm. all of that sort of energy that they'd been using to fight amongst themselves. They developed into incredible fighting leaders, but they were too busy fighting amongst themselves to do anything with it. Mm. And the way he actually settled everything was once he was leader, he developed what is known as a meritocracy, um, which I only vaguely understand because it's quite, it's like a socio-political term, but it basically means that you are rewarded for your effort, not for your race, your religion, or your birthright. Mm, so on merit. On merit. And that meant that everyone within his empire felt like they had the opportunity to do something good. And it also, he was really preached religious tolerance. He would not have it if people started fighting about religion. He thought it was stupid. Mm. He was just like, fucking get over it. We need to be as one and we can achieve so much more. Now, once he dealt with all of that, he was off to the races because his Mongol gods were widely regarded as one of the most elite fighting forces ever created. Uh, he did this with a number of steps. Number one, everyone had a horse. Mm. Fucking everyone. Everyone was on a horse. This meant that they could travel really quickly, they could cover enormous amounts of ground, and they were very agile and nimble. They weren't lumping around in armour, getting donked. They were in and out. Secondly, they were incredibly well equipped. They had what are considered to be the first compound bows. Mm. Compound bow is a bow made of several different materials. Yeah. They were made of bone, wood, and fibers that allowed them to be really short and really powerful. And allegedly, they could hit a target with an armor-piercing arrow from about 320 meters. Oh my God. Damn. Which, to put that in perspective, the current British army rifle that's in circulation now is widely considered to be effective to about 300 meters. Holy shit. That's what we're kind of talking about here. He was leaps and bounds ahead of the competition. And on top of this, all his soldiers wore treated leather and chain mail. None of this bulky medieval armor that you see in the kind of knights in shining armor days. Yeah. That was slow. It was unwieldy. It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> this meant that they were just incredibly like hectic to deal with and what he would do is rather than fighting and out and out battles he would wait until the army had amassed themselves his enemy force he would charge in fire a bunch of arrows and then just leg it mm. and just do that over and over again they were not a static target run and gun run and gun and what they would do is actually bait armies to keep chasing them and as they got more and more worn down they would just pick them off. Mm. And he had that going for him. He was also grim as a siege tactician. He would do stuff like, if, if he came to a walled city, he would throw diseased animals over the walls. He actually charged his way into China, which then allowed him to take all their gunpowder. So he would do stuff like throw dead cows and then fire bombs. So cities became like diseased, on fire, and he just slowly like burnt them out from the inside until they were like a shell of themselves. Unless they surrendered, in which case they could just be part of the gang. So it was kind of like, why would you bother? Yeah. Mm. Would he never um, do the old, uh, got him, and, like, as they're surrendering, just like running around slicing people's heads off? Was he reasonably fair? If you surrendered before you started fighting, then yes. Yeah. If you surrendered during the fight, he would just keep killing you. Fair enough. Because <laughs> he wanted people to feel like there was no option you either surrendered mm. or you died. There was no mercy. Yeah. He wasn't going to be backing down. No, I'm going to skip forward a little bit. Like I said, he charged his way through China, took on all three Chinese kingdoms, at one point ruled over most of China, not all of it, but most of it. And he went on to amass, as I said, the largest single empire ever created. So it went from China in the east to Austria in the west. That covered around 12 million square miles or roughly the size of the continent of Africa as a single lump under his control. Damn. On the downside, he is thought to be directly responsible or his empire is thought to be directly responsible for the deaths of around 40 million people. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Great. <laughs> now, you, to put that up. into perspective, there was barely a billion people in the world back then. Yeah. Mm. And he killed 40 million of them. So that's like, what, 5%? 4%. It's 4%. Fucking hell, I was close with 5 <laughs> Anyway, anyway, anyway. He killed so many people that some academics say that it took until the 20th century for the population of Iran to return to what it was before the Mongol hordes attacked. Oh my god. Really? Fucking hell. I can't remember the name of the city, but one city had 1.7 million people. They refused to surrender, so his hordes went in with gunpowder and they blew everyone to death and created a, uh, a pyramid of skulls of 1.7 million people. No. And they just left it and rode off. Where's the photographic wow. evidence of that? Where's the death video on Reddit on that? <laughs> I don't believe that. 1.7 million skulls. Now, I know we don't normally get objective, but I just believe that the single largest empire ever created by a human being, it just has to be the goat. And not only that, but this empire, he did this between the ages of 40 and 65. So that's 25 years. He spent the first 40 years getting all the Mongols to come together. And then in 25 years, he put together an empire twice the size of Rome. And Rome took 400 years. He was not fucking about. And yes, I did just say 65. You're probably thinking 65 seems a little bit young for the greatest ruler in history. Well, no one's quite sure how he died, but most people think he probably just fell off a horse. (laughs) Fell off a horse. (laughs) <laughs> and on his deathbed, he told his son, A, to massacre an entire race of people, and B, that he was in charge. Sorry. This son <laughs> was Adolf Hitler. <laughs> but anyway, no, just to summarise, yeah, he died at 65. And what I think makes his empire so unique and what I think makes it the goat is it was held together by just him. After he died, the meritocracy kind of went out the window A lot of people think it was kind of weird that he said the whole thing about massacring a race anyway because he wasn't really into that. It felt like he'd kind of lost touch with what had kept his empire together. And I think Mm. what makes it so impressive is that he held that empire together with both sides of the sword. He held it together out of outright brutality. But on the flip side, he also used not democracy, but meritocracy Mm. and trade and negotiation to hold it together and i think to hold together an empire of that size with so many moving parts and his army by the end was made up of people from as far away as china to austria Mm. all fighting under one banner you've got people from the middle east people who don't speak the same language who have completely separate cultures and he managed to hold this whole boiling pot together for 25 years And like I said, I'll say it again, amass the single largest empire in human history. And I just think that makes him the goat. It makes the empire the goat. How did the empire survive after his death? Like, was it, did it go on for a while or did it kind of just collapse? So technically speaking, it actually got ever so slightly bigger. So his son did actually rule over the whole of China. And that's when it was at its absolute biggest. Like I said, he was the kind of sticky glue that was holding all of these different moving parts together. It quite quickly tumbled. I don't know the exact figure. I don't know if it lasted more than another hundred years. Mm. And I think by the end, it was pretty much just Mongolia again. He's now seen as a bit of a cult hero in Mongolia. They've actually built the largest equestrian statue in the world. I want to say it's like 120 feet high of Genghis Khan riding a horse. Damn, that's like as big as Godzilla. And I think what's really weird about Genghis Khan is despite killing around 40 million people, (laughs) he is really a story of what you can do if you all pull together. Because when everyone was on the same page, it was chill. They killed loads of people. Like the pyramids. Like the pyramids. If everyone pulls in the same direction, you can achieve the largest empire ever. And kill 5% of the population. (laughs) And kill 5% of the population because they don't join the empire. But was there anything to do with aliens with Genghis Khan? Like, was he an alien? We boot you from the show, please. Aliens built the pyramids and that. You know what I mean? How do I so... kick you from this Discord? <laughs> oh, I can, you know, yeah, I can kick you, actually. Genghis built Genghis Khan's statue. <laughs> 
But yeah, I don't, you, obviously, is looking back at it with rose-tinted glasses, because if this had happened, say, 100 years ago or slightly less than that, you might be referring to them as, I don't know, Nazis. <laughs> with a thousand years to reflect, he looks like kind of a cool guy. Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating story. Yeah, and just cav archers, mate, cavalry archers, they're fucking overpowered. It's like an a- 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 <laughs> Age of Empires 2, man. The Mongols are Just really spawns, fucking spawns, good spawns. because Cav Archers are really, really fucking good. And also, they're known for like, they were known for taking on armies that were like significantly bigger than them, but without any kind of struggle because they would just ride past them and shoot them all. Yeah. And then all these guys mm. in armor are like, come back. And they're like, jog up, mate. Like, why would we? <laughs> like, he didn't play yeah, by the yeah. rules at all in terms of warfare. He didn't do all this, like, let's all line up in a field and just run at each other. Like, he was like, fuck that, man. I'm just going to shoot you from like 350 meters away. What are you going to do? Yeah, fair. Sweet. Yeah, cool. But yeah, I just also wanted to do something interesting before Michael sort of told us all that the Holocaust was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) The Nazis are the best empire because the Holocaust was a lie. I can't wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) Then they would be the worst because what did they do if they didn't do that? They didn't succeed. But anyway, let's not talk about genocides. Right, I think it's time for the middle section. It's time for the middle section. It's time for the middle section. So if you remember the game I did for the cryptid episode where I named a cryptid and then you both had to guess where that cryptid was from. Yes. Yes, I do. We're doing the exact same thing, but with empires. Because surprisingly, I looked up, you know, there is a list of empires on Wikipedia and there are a fuckload of empires that have existed throughout history a lot fuckload a lot of them in asia as well cool nice so yeah i've got a list of empires uh and i'm gonna british empire uh <laughs> there were a lot that were just like the spanish empire the swedish empire and i was like i probably shouldn't pick those <laughs> but anyway so sebek you went first i'll allow mork to go first but obviously you both answer but mork goes first to answer so the Ayyubid dynasty, they reigned from 1171 to 1260 AD. Where are they from? Dynasty. Yep, dynasty. So I'm thinking two things. Dynasty to me sounds um like Asian, like China, places like that. China. But what with the Ayyubid, that sounds a bit like Anubis, a bit like Egypt. I'm going to say Egypt. Okay, Sebek? Hmm... <clears throat> I'm going to say, I know that the Nubians were African. So I'm going to say, I think Africa. I'm going to, I mean, I, do I have to be more specific? Obviously, Africa is an entire continent. I'm going to say Nigeria. I can confirm that Mork is bang on the money. Egypt. That was a great fucking guess, mate. Fucking boom. Dunk on that. I'm re- I feel like I'm really good at the quizzes. <laughs> you normally lose against me, I do find... But, Sebek, you to answer first. Yes. The Gaza Empire from 1824 to 1895. Gaza. G-A-Z-A. Is that not going to be like Palestine, where Gaza is? Is that your final answer? Yeah, like Israel-Palestine kind of area. Okay, Mork? You said Palestine, so I'm just going to say Israel. Um, Okay. Give me a sec, I need to work this one out. Because it, 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 is, it oh, isn't either of sake. them. It's a bit of a trick question. Oh. It's nothing to do with the Gaza Strip, by the way. Do you think there's a strip club in Palestine called the Gaza Strip? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I very much doubt it. We can make a lot of money, though, on that. I don't think there's any strip clubs in Palestine. <laughs> oh, there's always a strippy, mate. You just got nowhere to look. <laughs> so, who said Israel? I said Israel. You are technically the closest, just because Palestine's slightly more north than Israel, which has a bit yes. more southern. It's Mozambique, in fact. Uh, Mozambique, ooh. which is next to my home country. So fucking miles away <laughs> from those two places. Right, Mork. Yeah. The Jolof Empire from 1350 ooh. to 1549. Jolof. Jo- Jolof. That sound from when fifteen what fifteen around thirteen fifty to fifteen forty nine. It's a good two hundred years. So I'm thinking that's either gonna be. It sounds like a bit like Germanic, a bit like Joe Loff, like 
Karloff. You know, there's a lot of off around that place. So maybe somewhere like Germany or Austria or somewhere like that. Or Africa. The Austrians did have an empire called the Austrian Empire. But would this predate that? Definitely. I'm going to say Austria, actually. Austrians had a few empires, actually. Some we won't name. Yeah, that's why I think maybe Austria. I am going to say... I'm going off the name of Jollof Rice, which I've had in some African restaurants. Ooh. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay, okay. Right, Africa. And I'm going to say... I mean... Yeah, it's. Uh... Did you it, did you say Jollof? Jollof, Jollof Empire. Jollof Empire. Yeah. Ah, oh, you fucker. It's good. I think I'm gonna just say Nigeria again because my brain, yeah. bra- my brain's drawing a blank. So, it's actually Senegal, which makes Ooh, Nigeria uh... the closest, and Sebek first yeah. point on the board. Well done, Seb. Yeah, that was a good that's one. Where my next. That was a good one. I like yeah. that. Sadio Mane would be proud of me. Rest in peace. He's not dead. They all died. <laughs> they all died. After they lost 3-0, they all died. <laughs> so, Sebek, you to go first. The Pala dynasty, spelled P-A-L-A, Pala, Pala, 900 to 1100 AD. They're all AD, by the way. Pala. Now, 900. 900's quite early doors. We're talking, talking sort of early medieval times i'm just trying to think what was big around that time i know the middle east was kind of getting quite big dysentery was pretty big dysentery was quite big plague people were starting to get quite edgy about this lad called jesus who'd come about 900 years before i'm gonna say it was one of the empires that the crusaders attacked so i'm gonna say syria okay mork syria now I don't know, but I'm not. I don't think it would have been like as far south as that. So I'm gonna try and go for like a tactical distance mm-hmm. shout. So I'm gonna say France, and that might cover a bit more of Europe. Oh, France might. is a good shout. I don't think it necessarily is French. I'm gonna go for a tactical answer. It might be Parla, but I'm gonna go a bit more tactical. Yeah, sorry. Unfortunately, the tactical answer didn't work out for you. It was the Bengal region of India. Damn. Oh. So that's two to two. Nicely even. Two, two. Mork, can you take it three to two with, I think it's Saadi Sultanate. S-A-A-D-I. Saadi Sultanate. Never heard Sultanate before. I, I don't know if that's part of the name or whether that's empire in whatever language they spoke. Right, where were the sultans from? Seb, where were the sultans from? Well, I'm not going to tell you that, am I? <laughs> sultans. I can just picture them in my head, but I can't actually picture them vividly enough to be like, Sultan so-and-so was from fucking where? Aren't they from that song, Sultans of Swing? Where are they from, Vinny? Sultans. Because that's where these men are going to be from. The Sultans. Well, I'm not going to... You can't tell them that, because I know, I know the term. I don't know if it's right, but I know the word you're looking for. Oh, were they Indian? No, they wouldn't have been Indian. You wouldn't have go India, India. It was 1554 to 1659 as well. Sultans. So like Renaissance period, Sultan Gira. Where was he from? Russia. I must say Russia. Uh, okay. I think the thing, when you say Sultans, you think of the Sultans of Brunei. So I'm going to say Brunei. Um, so shit, what was, oh, what, fucking what was your answer against Amork? Uh, Russia. <laughs> It's actually a good shot because that's very big. It could be, it's close to yeah, China Russia's and it's close to Germany. <laughs> I will say if you if, yeah. if you pick Russia, I'm gonna assume you mean like the the European side of Russia. So I'm gonna assume you mean. You assume wrong because I meant the Asian side. I meant Siberia. I meant like proper wilderness, mate. Is that what you're going for? Proper wilderness, Siberia. No, I just said Russia. Okay, <laughs> I, I will assume you mean like the actual place where people live in Russia, i.e. the European yeah. part. Yeah, fair enough. You are closer, Mork. Still. It was uh, Morocco. Oh, shit on it. Nice. Yeah, I think you were right with the Sultans thing, but I'd, 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 I've never heard of the Sultans yeah, of Brunei. Yeah, I think I just got them in the wrong place. I thought the Sultans were yeah. like North Africa. Is the Africa. Sultans of Brunei a song? Maybe, but Sultans were definitely North African. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 3-2. Okay, Sebek, can you retaliate? And this is one that we all know, so you might be able to get this straight off the bat, but I'm... 
I was sort of banking on you guys being ignorant enough to know the name, but not know exactly where they're from. Right. The Zulu Kingdom. Oh, God. Is it Swaziland? Or Swahili land? Fuck. Is that your answer? We can't have both. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know Swahili land is a country. No, Swaziland is a country. Swaziland is a country, yeah. Yeah. It's an African country, yeah. I'm not going to give you anything. No, Swaziland is an African country. Can I, can I say yes or no? I don't know. No, it does say, say nothing. I'm saying Swaziland, <laughs> and it could, if okay. that's fucking not in Africa, I'm a twat. It's in Swaziland. I'm a racist piece of shit. Damn it. I would have said Swaziland as well, maybe. As you said land, I was like, oh shit, yeah. Because I feel like the ignorant answer is to say South Africa. I think that's what Vinny's edging towards, but that was the first thing that popped into my head when he said Zulu was South Africa. So I can't pick Swaziland, so fuck it. I'm just going to say South Africa. It's Swaziland. Bastard. Well, I done. can't believe I pulled that out of my ass. Yeah. I, Jesus. That's really good. That was really, really good. Well done, sir. I think they've got the highest rate of AIDS in the world. I remember reading a stat that something like a quarter of their population have HIV slash AIDS. It's just Damn. pretty wild. Pretty wild. Jesus. Yeah. A quarter of the population. Zimbabwe had hell. 17% to their population. Fuck it, hell. Well, I think my quiz has been a resounding success because you're both on three apiece. Nice. Yes. And there's one final question. Ooh. Is it buzz around, or do I just get to go first? Because I, yeah, fuck it, I should get to go first. You, you did the same thing for Vinny last time. I should get to go first. No, it was buzzer, buzzer last time. No, we didn't buzzer on how much anger Di Maria cost Manchester United. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's because you're a nerd and you knew. Well, you know. Right, we're gonna do buzzer because it's the bu- uh, it's the buzzer round. It's the lightning round. Fine. Well, I'm using my buzzer then. Um. <laughs> I've been doing that so much, my, my friends hate it. <laughs> do it, yeah. do it. I realise, it sounds just like Squidward tentacles from Spongebob Walker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry about that, listeners. Squidward's a squid. Yes. <laughs> I've only just realised Squidward's a squid. <laughs> Fuck Spongebob sake. is a sponge. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Krabs. You're never going to believe uh, what Mr. Krabs is. <laughs> <laughs> and Sandy. She's sand. <laughs> she's... she's fit, mate. That's what she is. Um, I'm going to dock you three points for that comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Anyway, so buzz around. Whatever you buzz, that is your answer forever. From 849 to 1297 AD, that is. It's a long time. A good 350 years, I reckon. Damn, that was fucking ages ago. 849 to 1297. The empire is known as the Pagan Empire. P-A-G-A-N. Pagan. Yes, Mork? Britain. England. Okay, you're going with Britain, England? I'm going to say, I think it's Germany, actually. Something like that. It could be Pagan. I might be pronouncing it wrong. Um, Germany. So... Let's see. You're both very much off the mark. Oh. Not, not the same continent. I'd say Sebek is closer. <sighs> yeah. Where was it? Myanmar. Oh. Uh, yeah, Myanmar. Christopher Ronaldo. sounds like. Sui. That's nice. <laughs> 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 excellent. Sebek's won the minigame, so the best you can do, Mork, is tie in this uh, episode. <laughs> Yes, yes, we had that joke. This is like, fuck, we're 35 episodes in now. <laughs> this, we're as old as your fucking hairline now, episodes-wise. Oh! Oh my god! No, get the camera! fucking wrecked you, Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> He's absolutely you. put you to How bed. How the down. fuck am I supposed to come back from that? <laughs> you're autistic and you're from Zimbabwe. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're right. You ready, mate? You ready? Yeah, I am ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Right, so, Seb, I actually was thinking the same thing as you when I was picking my empire. Why not the Greeks? Because Spartans are fucking sick. You know, 300, King Leonidas, philosophy, the Olympics, all that shit. 
that's pretty cool. Also, sorry, but when you were discussing this with me, you thought the Greeks had invented sex for pleasure, which I, I, I thought I, the Spartans I, did that. To break the news to you, I think humans have been having sex for pleasure a lot for a lot longer than they've had civilization. I think it's a byproduct of evolution. I think they made it like socially, except like a sociable, like a social thing to like talk about amongst your peers and like be a thing. I don't. I feel like cavemen probably talked about shagging people last night. I'm, I'm sure they did. <laughs> well, I didn't uh, pick those twats anyway. <laughs> anyway. Ugg shagged Lady Ugg last night. <laughs> oh, she has big goggles. <laughs> Is that racist? <laughs> no, <laughs> then the Amazons. <laughs> you can't be racist again. You can't be racist again. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, the year's 2050, we've been cancelled because we were racist about cavemen. <laughs> Cave people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you oh my god, we are on it now. Right, go. But nah, uh, there was only really one empire, which I thought, actually no, this is obviously the GOAT. And I want to counteract Seb's point about why he thinks Genghis Khan's empire was the GOAT, by saying... This empire, unlike Genghis Khan, they actually did stuff for the world. Like, what did Genghis Khan actually do for the rest of the world? Wiped out 4% of the population. Rather <laughs> just kill, like, loads of people and fuck them and that. Well, I'll tell you what this empire did shortly. They reigned for a thousand years. They even killed a god. Of course, I'm talking about the Roman Empire. Now, there's absolutely no way I can go through 1,000 years of history on this podcast in this 15-minute timer. It is literally impossible. So I'm going to have to just pick out the stats and the highlights, go through all the XG and everything else. Um, I don't really think I need to explain who the Romans were, who got born first and got made into Genghis Roman the first. Everybody knows the fucking about the Romans. It was an empire that was formed in Italy. Funnily enough, Rome was the capital. That is funny. It was ruled by emperors and at its largest had conquered most of North Africa and Egypt, Western Europe, France, Spain, Portugal, England, and a large part of Eastern Europe such as Turkey and the Middle East. So it was incredibly vast and impressive. It's not as big as Serbs. But let's be real, what did Genghis Khan actually do with his big schlong? Not a lot. They weren't satisfied with staying in area as well, like the Egyptians. They just didn't give a shit if water was in the way, nothing like that. They just wanted to invade and conquer, and they did. At its largest, the expanse covered around 5 million square kilometres and had around 50 to 60 million inhabitants. Which, yes, I know, is as many people as fucking Genghis Khan killed. But again, what did he actually do? Mate, you literally just done yourself. He killed more people than when in your empire. All he did was kill people, but what did the Romans do for the rest of the world? Well, they had a much bigger lasting impact on humanity, because here's what they did. Firstly, language. The Romans spoke Latin. That sounds familiar. Well, yes, of course. They took it everywhere they went, and Latin was in fact spoken right up until the 18th century. Nearly 2,000 years people were speaking Latin, and it only stopped being taught in schools in Britain pretty recently. Now, because the Romans conquered most of Europe, a lot, if not all, modern European languages come from it either directly or partly. Modern European languages which come from Latin are, and include, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, French, Romanian, English, Albanian, German, Dutch, Norwegian, Danish and Spanish. Just that impact alone of the Romans is enormous enough to crown them the GOAT. However, I will explain a few more things that the Romans gave us. They pretty much invented sanitation. They used viaducts, drainage, sewer systems. They perfect. They didn't invent, but they perfected aqueducts. They were very fond of arches. Transporting water and drainage systems and sewer systems and everything were big in Roman times. And these systems were so far advanced at getting rid of disease. Like, if fucking Genghis Khan tried to throw a cow a dead cow over a Roman city. They just, like, flush it down the toilet, it's fine. The sewer systems were so vast and so far advanced that when the Roman Empire fell, some of the countries that had these sewer systems in regressed literally hundreds of years in drainage technology because they didn't have the people to uphold the sewer systems and the knowledge or the skills to make it better. So they just 
completely went backwards and had to reinvent sewer systems for themselves all over again because the Romans did such a fucking cracking job the first time. They then went on to invent modern surgery and surgical equipment, such as forceps, scalpels and syringes, and started the first ever caesareans, which saved the lives of thousands and thousands of women today. They didn't invent, but they did perfect the use of concrete. So concrete was around, but it was shit. Buildings still fell down, like, all the time and stuff. Like, you know, look at, look at the Egyptian structures. Only the fucking massive ones remain, and even then they're just falling apart. Whereas Roman structures and Roman buildings were built much stronger, and they really did create the modern way of building stuff using this new technique of concrete they developed. And in fact, it's so easy to see the impact that Roman buildings have had on the world 2,000 years later, because, like, they're all still here. I mean, well, if you go to, what is that, that little island off the coast of Italy called Pompeii, I don't think that's still there. I was hit by a volcano. Well, yes, they're not volcano-proof. Yeah, can't be that strong, mate. Yeah, of course they're not (laughs) volcano-proof. I'm I'm sure Genghis Khan's yurts were (laughs) volcano-proof. Yeah. You know when Godzilla's fighting Mechagodzilla and they they fire the two beams out of their mouths and they, like, meet in the middle? There was a volcano once, right, and it was coming towards Genghis Khan's yurt and he just pissed into the sky and just did that laser beam thing and held it off. <laughs> I did hear that once. In a, yeah, I did hear I saw that in a documentary, I think. <laughs> yeah. I saw it in the history channel. That guy with the big hair, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> aliens gave him the power to piss on volcanoes. Um, but no, so other than getting hit by volcanoes, Roman buildings are pretty fucking sturdy. And in fact, Exeter, the greatest city on Earth, still has a lot of its Roman heritage still standing. Like, if you go and do one of the little tours right next to it, you can just... There's still, like, Roman houses and buildings and shit. They're all still there. Some get, like, modernised and transformed into other stuff. But there's loads of Roman buildings still about. You know, the Colosseum is, like, 80% intact still, which is pretty sweet. But talking about buildings leads me on to the next great impact that the Romans had on the world. That is that all roads lead to Rome. And in fact, they do in Europe. They perfected roads. They revolutionised the world forever by just making, like, stone-paved roads really good. Something which had never been done before. They, in fact, had 29 great military highways which radiated from the capital of Rome all across Europe. These were just, like, super roads. One would go all the way from Rome to Britain. The other one would go all the way from Rome to Africa. It linked, like... You know, like if you look at like the underground map of London, it was like that. It was like right from the heart, all these veins spreading across Europe so they could just travel wherever they want along these brilliant roads. And they laid 250,000 miles of roads, with 50,000 being stone paved. Now, to put that into perspective, that 250,000 miles of roads, the Romans laid twice as much road as there is highway in all of North America. Jesus. Twice. Twice as many roads. Miles worth. 250,000. There's around like 120 odd thousand miles of highway in America. And these guys did it with like no modern technology whatsoever. You know, these are the Romans. This was like nearly 2,000 years ago. Lot of slave labor, right? No, no, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they did use a lot of slaves, to be honest. Uh, maybe a few. I think I've heard that. Uh, <laughs> But um, those roads, they're still here today. They are still here today and they're used every day by people who live in Italy and uh, places where they haven't, you know, there's just left them intact for heritage reasons or any other reasons. In fact, in Britain, a lot of these roads still exist and they're so fucking good that when councils and stuff want to make roads, they're just like, well, the Roman road's there. They just paved over it with a new road because why dig it up and get rid of it? It's a brilliant foundation to just lay some tarmac over effectively. They just resurfaced all the Roman roads into modern roads because, you know, Romans did a good job. What were the roads made out of? Were they like cobblestone roads? That's what I've got in my head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these stone paved roads were the first roads to be like, yeah, use a mix of concrete and stone and everything and like lay them out flat so that horses, carriages, everything can just travel along these roads. Completely revolutionary. That's really put me off. I don't know if you ever like gone on like cobblestone, but it's well annoying. Yeah, as I'd say, they're definitely not built for cars. But yeah, like for, like for for horse travel, 
Well, yeah, of course not built for cars. This is a Roman's times. No, not not very fucking forward thinking. That is it, really. Right, <laughs> not really like, future proof, is it? Well, they were yeah, forward thinking like, because they helped with health, they helped with sanitation, they helped with building, they helped with infrastructure. But what about time? Did they invent time? No, but yes, kind of. So, depends <laughs> how you think about the concept of time. What they did invent was the 12-month calendar, the Julian calendar, invented by our good friend, Julius Caesar. He decided that, fuck the calendars of old, there needs to be a new one. He looked at the stars, he looked at Mars and Jupiter, all these planets, and he decided to split the calendar into 12 months and make days three, uh, make the year 365.25 days long. And it worked perfectly for thousands of years. In fact, it's still working pretty much perfectly now. Then it was ever so slightly adjusted into the calendar that we use today. Is it the Gregorian calendar? Ye- yeah, by the Georgian calendar. And It's the Gregorian calendar. Oh, it is the Gregorian, thank you. Oh. <laughs> the Gregorian calendar. Dyslexia moment there. <laughs> and what you're going to say is, oh, well, we didn't really invent monocalendar because they changed it. Well, listen to how much they changed it by. They changed it from 365.25 days, as per Julian calendar, to 365.2422 days to account for that leap year. So when they changed it, they they literally changed it by 0.0-something days, like tiny amount. So basically, the Julian calendar, it created... They wouldn't have created the modern calendar without the Julian calendar. So if you were still using the Julian calendar, like you're, you're barely going to notice. And like I said, time is relative, you know. So did the Romans invent time? I think they did. That's not what time is relative doesn't... doesn't, that, doesn't that doesn't mean anything here, by the way. You, you do realise that. You know? So the Romans invented time. Now, they also created modern tax systems and the welfare state of benefits. I was reading into this and fuck me, it is the most complicated shit ever. All scholars agree it was the most ludicrously complicated tax system of all time, but it was the first major tax system by like a governing state to be used. And they did hand out benefits and things like this. And they made sure that wealth was evenly distributed if you couldn't work and things like that, which I think is brilliant. I don't really have time to go into the mega tactics of their military powers because again, where does that really get you? It doesn't really impact the world having a great army. But they did have a great army and they did invent and, you know, pave the way for lots of great war tactics and everything else. They were really successful in naval combat, hence why they sailed across lands to conquer Africa and conquer Britain and everywhere else. They really had those famous, like, round shields, so they would, like, get into those little t- tortoise formations and stuff, so they could, like, send loads of men in all at the same time under, like, protection. They did loads of mad shit. They had fucking gladiators fighting in coliseums. They had great siege weapons and siege warfare. They could just take you down, take down your city, regardless of the height of the walls. They basically conquered anyone they had their sights on. They invented modern entertainment for the people. Like I said, they had gladiators fighting in coliseums. They would sometimes flood the coliseums and just have boat battles in there. Or two guys fighting a lion, one bear fighting a child, whatever. Like I'm, I'm going to stop you there. They didn't, they didn't invent entertainment for the people. That is, <laughs> lud- that's a ludicrous <laughs> yeah, idea. Right. The Greeks had like the theatre before then, and they other people definitely had things like entertainment, like dancing around the campfire and your tribe and stuff like yeah. that. I don't want to get shitty here, but I just think the Romans did what the Greeks did, but worse. They even took all the Greek gods and just gave them their own names because they were so unoriginal. The Romans are very, very good at copying other people. In fact, I've heard they got the language of Latin from some random tribe they invaded. They just invaded some tribe and they were like, hmm, these are letters. They're quite cool. Let's fucking adopt them and let's, let's make a whole language based on this language. Like, they copied a lot of shit. The Greeks had like the Parthenon and then the fucking Romans made like the Parthabon or whatever. Like, they're just like fucking... <laughs> Just a bunch of copycats, mate. Yeah, but they successfully spread that across the world. But it doesn't matter because they took that and were like, well, you lot aren't doing a very good job of this. And they spread that for like a thousand years. You're Digimon. Do you know know what? Actually, he's Pep's Barcelona and the Greeks are Krauf's Ajax. Yeah. 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 They started it, but then they perfected it. The Romans perfected everything they touched effectively. I'm basically done. 
what all I want you to do is just go through this little thought experiment. Just with me now. So just just think in your head right now. Just think the next time you're going down the road, on your way to a job as a surgeon, just after cashing in your Benno check and taking a huge shit in a flushing toilet, just think to yourself, oh, what day is it today? 7th of December 2022. It's not a leap year. 365.25 days in a year. Brilliant. Oh, what's on? There's a man fighting a lion at the Coliseum. I'm going to go and watch that later. All while speaking in your Latin-derived language. And you say to yourself, Thank you, Romans. Thank you for basically everything I do today. You are, of course, the greatest empire ever. There's absolutely no way modern Europe would be here without the Romans. Obviously, minus the fact that around 30% of the population of the Roman Empire were slaves. But, like I said, we don't have time. Oh! One last thing, they also killed Jesus. So, you know, they took down a real god. Who did Genghis Khan kill? Bunch of fucking tribesmen. I'm done. (laughs) Mate, Genghis Khan, twice the size of Rome, held it all together just with his fucking thoughts. With his meritocracy. And then fell off his horse. (laughs) And and the empire fell to shit after that. (laughs) Couldn't invent a flushing toilet. (laughs) He didn't need one, mate. He just shat and rode off. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay oh. okay i reckon to, to to sum it up to its purest form sebek you're saying the mongols are the best because they owned the largest army ever and they had the most percentage of the world ever and they perfected the art of warfare land warfare that is and then in mork's case he's saying the romans are the best because they are the most influential to European culture and civilization. Yeah, I think they had like the greatest impact on our lives today. Like we can still feel the effect. Like they in were Europe, so yeah. big and important in, in Europe. Europe that we can still feel the effect from the Romans today. Yeah, probably North Africa. Well, well, how the how the turntables, mate? Look at me, fucking going all out laddish, and you're talking about the impact of culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true actually. Because like, at first I was like, right, how many fucking, how many people did the Romans stab then? And then I was like, oh, they invented tax. Oh, that's interesting. I was like, fucking toilets and shit. Oh man, this is mad. As a notorious benefit fraud, the uh, the invention of tax was really benefiting. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that caught your eye immediately. And yeah, I think. I think yeah, you, you're yeah, Sebek, you're the brawn, Mork, you're the the culture. I think I I'm definitely more of a I would definitely be more on like the culture side when I because whenever I pick a goat, I I when I do think of like goats of things, I do think yeah, things that have influenced everything in our day to day life, and yeah, the Romans have got that in spades. Genghis Khan's spunk, mate. It's in like everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Mongols are really cool. But I will have to give it to the Romans, unfortunately. Yes. Fucking shit. Seb, you would have definitely won had I picked the Numenorians, but I decided to pick the Romans. <laughs> I will say, I will say, Mork, I think it's literally any time you get into a, a, a thing you're passionate about on this show, you lie and bullshit so fucking much. I don't I lie. always have to stop you and be like, that's not true, mate. <laughs> you're like... They invented oh. robotics, mate. You've got no idea. They did not invent time. Time is not relative. That's not how time is relative works. Well, do you know, yeah, like, Julius Caesar, mate, invented space travel. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he travelled through space, yeah. Like, he moves forward. Well, you know, you just have to, like, not embed. You just have to see the bigger picture. I think that's what you need to do. Who else would be in contention? Like, the British Empire? Because they owned a lot of the world, and they lasted a really long time. I know, but that gets so slavey. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, but the Romans had a lot of slaves as well. Like, so did Genghis Khan. Surely, Genghis Khan. And had, I'm like, sure Genghis Khan. Yeah, to be honest, like most nah, people throughout he didn't, history, he, like I said, he didn't have that many slaves. He just killed didn't them. All. He? No, didn't he didn't. He, he didn't have that many didn't. slaves. Were, he had some slaves. He not had that many, many slaves. <laughs> they were <laughs> twenty you were either, million. You were either an equal part of the team, or you were dead. That was the system. Yeah, and if you and or you're a slave. <laughs> he had a few slaves, right? Yeah. Well, I did read somewhere that they estimate that everybody in Rome had around thirty slaves. 
Oh my god. Thirty. <laughs> nah, it was it was like highborn people, like people of importance had anywhere between thirty and emperors about two thousand. Well, how did the slaves not all just get together and be like, "Should we sack this off?" Because they're slaves. Well, they built roads and they did they did really good stuff. Like you know, we need to you know appreciate what they've done. Yeah, Sebek. Um, why don't why don't we as the people overthrow the government? Well, this is the trouble, isn't it? Yeah, we are the masses. Yeah, we're the slaves, mate. We are the slaves now. Cool. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a blast. It's been a pleasure having you with us. That's right, you. Um, and catch us next week where we will discuss the jingle bells, jingle bells, goats Christmas jingle movie. All the way. It's Christmas. But I'm just gonna preface this with. It is not a Christmas movie. If you pick Die Hard, you'll be instantly disqualified. There's your warning. You've been told. Don't make me tell you twice. Okay. <laughs> Loud and clear. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Thanks for the dub. Fuck Genghis Khan. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> no, don't fuck Genghis. You're such a sore winner. You're an asshole, man. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.